Please listen carefully. And now, live from some soapboxes on a street corner in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two of the loudest mimes you've ever heard, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, we're going back to the MCU. We're going back to Disney+. Plus, and we're going to talk about Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. I had no idea this was the seventh Marvel show. I didn't think they had done that many. Wait, huh? This is the seventh MCU show. What are the other ones? <laughs> WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, uh, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. That uh, comes later. Oh, okay. But this is a, one in a bunch oh, of yeah. them. We're getting a whole bunch mm. of Marvel. It's interesting because they all blend in with the movies to me. That's true. And they're doing it on purpose. They all go together. They are. And they're good quality. It's not like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., no offense. <laughs> what are you trying to say? That was like a regular network TV show. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. technically doesn't qualify for MCU, right? Well, no, yes. I don't know. I don't think it does. That's the weird part. Because now they're doing this whole thing with, like, uh, Daredevil and Punisher and bringing them over. Yeah. And they're doing the whole, like, Banhammer canon, what is canon, what isn't canon. Mm -hmm. This falls into it, but it's kind of curious that, like, they're drawing the lines right now. Mm -hmm. But Miss Marvel, absolutely. Do you want to give the quick rundown on what the heck is Miss Marvel for the (laughs) fans? (laughs) Sure. Miss Marvel is an American television miniseries about a 16-year-old girl that gets superpowers that also happens to be Pakistani and also like lives in Jersey City. So it's the weird clash up between the two. Yeah. I think the comic started in like 2014. Yep. I kn- it? But, okay, we'll admit it now. I've never read that series. I knew mm, it was I a series. I haven't either. Okay. I went into this fresh, like I had no idea, like I knew Miss Marvel was a thing, mm-hmm. and I knew they took this direction, mm-hmm. but this was brand new to me. Ditto. <laughs> well then, good. We're going to scatter shoot around here, we're going to just talk about the show, and at the end we'll give our little regular pizza rating, where we pick out of eight slices of pizza, how we thought, we can add toppings, subtract toppings, all those kind of things, but... Um, Spoiler alert, are we going to add ice cream to this pizza? Because that was a, I love that that was a theme for the show. Sorry. Ice cream pizza is great. <laughs> ice cream with pizza? Ice cream on pizza? Ice cream on pizza? So weird. I'm yeah. with Ms. Marvel on this one. I'm with mm-hmm. Kamala Khan. <laughs> it's a little weird. Uh, yes, I, I came into this just like you. I had no idea. Uh, it seemed exciting to me. Um, I'm wearing my Captain Marvel shirt today. Looks good. I enjoy the work of Brie Larson, so I also enjoy the work of Captain Marvel. I will defend it, even though some people didn't like it, but I thought it was a fine movie. Yep. Fit in fine with the rest of them. It did its job in setting up the character, and now we're going to get more. This is like kind of sub-chapter almost of it, because this is leading up to the Marvels, which is the team-up. And it's also, I believe, is going to photon in it as well, who we saw in WandaVision. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. So there's going to be kind of a cosmic team up. We're getting into the new phase. Yes. Which is the Kree Scroll phase, I believe. <laughs> the secret invasion phase. Yeah. Absolutely. We had mentioned on Nerd Alerts that it seemed like this last phase was really short, really quick. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in and out. The multiverse phase or whatever, it was just kind of there to be like, yeah, there's multiverses, and now we're doing something else. Yeah, there's a little bit of magic, but also back to what we normally do in MCU, which is superheroes and mutants. Oh, Yeah, no, there's interesting things happened here. They kind of uh, went ahead, and speaking of banhammers, you mentioned that earlier, they banhammered in humans pretty much. That's it. And now they're kind of leaning into the fact that they got the rights to having mutants now. That's it. I mean, like, X-Men was always the entry point for that. Mm-hmm. Inhumans, did that ever air? Because, like, all I all I could find, I never watched it, so, like, this is a failing. Either. I think it did air. But apparently, like, it was critically panned. Yeah. Like, well, it was like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sort mm-hmm. of just sort of subsidiary. Yeah. 
from what I understand, the Inhumans, all this stuff is was because of just rights and Fox having stuff and MCU having stuff and uh, ah, okay. Sony having stuff and other people having stuff. Yep. And I guess X-Men is probably the most popular, like, mutated superhero thing. For sure. And Inhumans is kind of similar to that in a certain way. Yep. So whoever had the rights to Inhumans was kind of trying to push that to kind of combat the X-Men property. I got you. Okay. And as we've stated before, the X-Men property was pretty much the the dawn of like, oh, these are actually good superhero (laughs) movies. Yep. Uh, and and it was kind of hard to go up against them with Inhumans was never I didn't I didn't even know it existed, frankly. I couldn't tell you any characters yeah. from it. Like I can name a couple X Men right now. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. I can't name Inhumans. No, X Men just was sorry, people who love the Inhumans. <laughs> X Men were just better. It, I mean, it's more popular. It had the it had the cartoon, it had it's got Wolverine and he's kind of like He's the best. He's like he's like a what? He's like Justin Timberlake or whatever. You know what I mean? Or uh wait, let's do a more modern uh, he's like Harry Styles. He's the There you go. The, he's the the standout in the the group. Even your mom knows about him. Yeah, absolutely. Who who just elevated it and then went beyond it. But to jump into the first episode, we're here to talk about Miss Marvel. Yeah. I do like they've done this before and I know it, but I did get a huge kick out of the fact that like they're showing characters that live in the world of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about like we're fans of Wolverine, we're fans mm-hmm. of X-Men, we're fans of Captain Marvel, we're fans mm-hmm. of the MCU, but that's all make-believe. It's yeah. all pop culture. In the context of this show, we have young Kamala Khan, mm-hmm. and she's a fan of Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. You're wearing the shirt, but she's real. And yeah, it's Carol like, Danvers is real. It's, it's Captain Marvel. She's flying around. She knows the Avengers story. Yeah. Really cool exposition shot of oh, like that beginning thing where it was all her like little cartoon drawings that she did and <laughs> and and we find out that it's like her YouTube page. It's perfect uh, uh, under the name of Sloth Baby. Yeah, that's great. The and the best part, the best part, I I was like, yes, she had two subscribers and like the views were like thirty five. <laughs> I mean, as struggling podcasters, that's wonderful. Yeah, it yes. was. I was like, "There you go." I'm totally with it. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure that the two um, subscribers were her two best friends. Oh, of course. So Bruno and uh, Nakia. Yes. Yeah. But let me just gush up here at the top. Give at it to the me. top, and then we'll just go on from there, and we'll keep hitting that point. It's only six episodes, so there's not too much here to talk about. But <laughs> there's plenty to talk about. There's lots of things happen, but Iman Vellani. As Kamala Khan. Yes. It's as if, from what I know now about what's in the comic book, it's as if they, like, used that weird science machine and created her okay. to be Kamala Khan in the real world. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, they put a, you know, put a little Kamala Khan action figure and attached <laughs> it, and they put bras on their heads, and, you know. This is a weird science reference, everybody. <laughs> and then she showed up, and it's like, here I am. I'm the perfect person to play this character. The algorithm has produced me, absolutely. This girl is everything you want and more. And amazing. Absolutely. And I don't know if this is weird to say, but not like your typical like Hollywood 16-year-old. No. It's just, this is a normal Pakistani girl. Mm-hmm. Living her life with her family. Like, there's a whole bunch of overtones to this that we'll get into with later episodes. But, like, it's just, it's almost like watching Spider-Man, but it just happens to be Miss Marvel. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Even with the overtones of, like, all the drawings and everything, like, mm-hmm. that definitely is in relation to... Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. whatever the first one is. I forget the name of it. But it's in relation to that Spider-Man, and it's like the, I'm a young teenager, things are crazy, I'm drawing pictures, things are going nuts, but also, like, I'm just a regular 16-year-old? Mm, yeah. Uh, no, she does a great job. Yeah, and just the casting is is just perfect in, in this, I think. Absolutely. And they do a good job generally in the MCU. They do a great job with all their stuff. As a matter of fact, Matt Lins, who plays her best friend Bruno, yep. did you know that he originally, he's one of the people who auditioned and got pretty far for Spider-Man, for Peter Parker? I didn't know that, but I believe it. Yeah, and you can kind of tell, but also hats off to MCU for being like, hey, let's put a pin in this kid. Yeah, there you go. And then when they needed this character, they're like, hey, 
because Bruno is kind of a Peter Parker adjacent character. He's a a super science nerd. Going um, to Caltech. Yeah. Doesn't have parents, it seems. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where his... they make one they make one reference. There's one line where it says he's raised by his grandma. Yeah. So, so yeah. exactly. It's exactly. Like Peter Parker. It's a very similar character and he does a great job as well. But I mean, just Aman Vellani, I hope she does tons of other things, but uh, again, perfect for this role and just Absolutely. so charming. And I don't know if you've ever seen any of the stuff of her outside of it, but she really is a crazy Marvel stan, like to the point that they yes. give her trivia questions that I can't answer that she answers. Absolutely. She loves the MCU and great kid. One of those... <laughs> When you're a dad of someone, uh, of boys who are around that age and you see girls around that age who are charming and lovely, you're like, man, bring someone like that home. That's a, <laughs> that's that's the kind of daughter-in-law you want, someone like that. No, she's great. And, like, I have seen some of the Instagram stuff and behind the scenes she posts on Twitter a lot. Like, mm-hmm. she does seem like that just, it's like nerds getting the, the chance to be uber nerds. Yeah. You know, it's like one of our kind getting to show up in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. So always, that's always a good time. But, yeah, she's obsessed with Carol Danvers slash Captain Marvel. There's posters all over her room. Yep. And we get to meet her whole family, her mother, her father, her brother. And the dynamic is wonderful. It's it's really great. It's it's we've talked about how Marvel is like. What is this character like? Let's try and make the property that we're doing reflect that character. Let's not try and pigeonhole like this into action movie thing like they do over at DC. It's it's something we've talked about on the podcast numerous times. It's let the personality of the actual superhero or the property you're doing mm-hmm. shine through. And yet, like. It's a loving, overbearing family, mm-hmm. and whether you're, you know, Indian or not, you can still relate to mm-hmm. it for certain people. Yeah. So it's it's doing all those touchstones and those stereotypes, but also it's specific to this character. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's you want to get you almost want to get adopted into the family. Oh, it's the best. It's so like wholesome and that. Wonderful, like you got the strict parents dynamic versus the here we came to this country to give our kids a better life, but now they're really assimilating and it's kind of creating that friction. That's it. And it's also the same thing, like speaking of Spider-Man, like Bruno, the reason I love the Bruno character, absolutely I believe that he almost auditioned for Spider-Man because Mm -hmm. like his character in the show is almost like if Spider-Man was not the main character and just happened to be friends with somebody that was better than him which is wonderful, and they do a great job with that. But, like, all the themes still resonate. It's still family. It's still, like, tradition. It's still honoring your ancestors. It's all the things you would normally get in a Spider-Man or a Batman or a what, like, it's all the typical superhero tropes, and they just happen to cast it in a new light and do it really creatively. Mm-hmm. So. And the crux of the first episode is is going to AvengerCon. It's almost a heist episode, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It was so much fun. There's so many things in here. Just the first episode had me hooked. I don't know if it had you hooked, but it was kind of funny because it's on Disney Plus. Yes. And it's like there's this like 16-year-old girl going to school, and it's like a really innovative Disney Channel show. Oh, for sure. In a lot of ways. Yeah. The way it shot, the thing that really got me, I was like, I was like, my jaw dropped, and I was like, that is really cool is... When she's trying to convince her parents to let her go to AvengerCon. Yep. Because they're real strict about her going out and stuff. And she's texting Bruno, my parents aren't going to let me go. And all the texts aren't just these little bubbles that you see. The texts are like showing up like uh, as like graffiti, as paint in the street, as. Or in the background. Yeah. yeah. Neon signs in the background. I mean, it was wow. Chef's kiss (laughs) and creativity. It's definitely a level up because not only are the text message like exchanges because like we've seen that now they've mm-hmm. done that for as long as smartphones have been around like somebody will be you hear the and you hear the whoop yeah and then they show it like in the side or something but for this one they're incorporating in the background there's like they have social media there like for as much as the actual actress is being on social media. It's a big factor of this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And they incorporate it well without ever being like cliche or overbearing. Yeah, they incorporate it really well, really seam- seamlessly is what the word that comes to mind. There you go. I'm with uh, you. 
And there's something that we have to shout out in this first episode. Yes. That there's this kind of equivalent, this American Life podcast <laughs> that Scott Lang appeared on at some point. Where Wait, he pretty that much sounds like Ant Man. Yeah, where he pretty much gave like all the details of what happened. Yeah. You know, that's why people know what happened at that battle with Thanos because apparently he was on like this I forget what it was called but it was it, 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 the logo looked exactly like the This American Life logo and it would totally be an NPR podcast yeah. but if we do exist in a world where Captain Marvel does exist Ant-Man exists yeah. Thanos, like these things actually happened and the, the, the subtle ways they have it like reverberate through mm-hmm. actual life is great yeah and then they have Ant-Man's head roll around at the convention. I have to ask you about this convention. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like AvengerCon. So, yeah, that's it. So AvengerCon is basically this whole episode. The this first AvengerCon. That's it. It's the first one. It's historic. This is mm-hmm. the whole point of this whole episode is that she's got to be there because she wants to show off her cosplay. Yeah, she wants to be in the cosplay, com- the Captain Marvel cosplay competition. But it's the coolest convention I've ever seen. Yes, it is the coolest convention I've ever seen. Doesn't look like a hotel lobby. No, Doesn't no, look- it was at the it was at Camp Laramie or what? It was at that camp in New Jersey that Captain America was at. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay, was it Camp Laramie? Is that what it's called? I think so. Something like that. That sounds right. It's the coolest convention I've ever seen. Like, yeah, we go to conventions and they're fun, <laughs> but they don't look like no, that. they don't, they don't. <laughs> so, props to Marvel for upping the convention game and saying, yeah. "Hey, here's what you could do." <laughs> you know, if you had our budget, exactly. Oh, but what a reveal of a scene, though! Like, because they give it to us early, and that she gets her powers like while she's being distracted by all the cameras and flashing lights, and it just. It's the perfect origin story. It's like, oh, I have these powers, and they're they're coming out of me. Yeah, it's all based on this crazy bracelet that her grandmother sent her from Pakistan. There you go. Her mother knew that it was very interesting. Her mother was like, well, that's junk. They can put it in the attic, and then she has to go grab it because she's looking for something that says her. Yes, the ultimate cosplay, like accoutrement. Yeah, so that's what she grabs. And that's what channels her man when that they do that thing where like she falls backwards into like wherever that was other dimension, I guess. Multiverse, noir, newer, yeah. whatever. Yes, that was really cool. Again, the stuff is so innovative. The way everything's shot it's very creative. I like it a lot. Absolutely. I'm with you. I was hooked on the first episode because they do the whole I've already spoken on the podcast that I have my, my grumps and grimes about the the origin story. And we're getting another one because I didn't know Miss Marvel, but Mm -hmm. this was enjoyable. And the way they presented it was enjoyable for being another sort of like, here's a person getting their powers. But no, it was great. Yeah, she she accidentally causes an insane Rube Goldberg accident. With Ant-Man's head. With Ant-Man's head. And then it hits a giant Molnir. And then it (laughs) like knocks the the school like Instagirl Zoe Zimmer into the air, and then she has to save her with her giant stretchy hand, even though it's a different version of the stretchy hand. And then the funny part within that is there's all a whole bunch of Easter eggs to, like, yes, the Avengers exist, but there's also Easter eggs to, like, the Avengers Broadway version. Like, I could do this all day. Like, yeah. Those costumes still seem like maybe they're the Broadway version and not the real mm-hmm. version. Like, they're it's real smart how they're doing it, yeah. but they are tying it all together. But. Mm-hmm. It is that bangle. That's where she gets her powers yeah. that she calls hard light. They call it hard light, yeah. Okay. I did do this in my research that the powers that she has in the show are different from the actual run they did in the comic right. books. So, like, in the comic books, she's more like a shapeshifter. Yeah, like stretchy. Stretchy, like Mr. Fantastic, mm-hmm. sort of, or Green Lantern. But I like the visual representation of this one. Like, mm-hmm. you get to see it, and it's solidified. It's really good job. Yeah. This episode has a mid credit scene at the end. Where we get to see the uh, DODC again. <laughs> That's so crazy. The Department of Damage Control. and uh, That doesn't really exist, does it? Department of Damage Control? No. It's a fake thing. It's a fake thing, yeah. Okay. It was made for... Um, Tony Stark made it to clean up the Battle of New York. Gotcha. Okay. That's why they have all that Stark tech. So it does exist in Marvel Universe yeah. before this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. in Spider-Man. Okay. Um, the, the guy, Agent Cleary? Yes. He's in. That's he right. he okay. interrogates. He interrogates Spider-Man's buddy and Spider-Man. He interrogates Peter Parker too. He's in two of the movies. That's true. I forgot about that because yeah. that the actor that plays Cleary, yeah, uh, is in a show called Succession, and that's mm-hmm. all I can see. But yeah. no, I, absolutely, we have seen him before. Mm-hmm. 
But this is where we get to training. This is like she just yeah. got her powers in the first episode. So now we got to have the I love it. It's kind of cliche. It's kind of a trope. But hey, you've got your powers. Yeah. Training let's, montage. Let's figure it. Yeah. Oh, montage. We love it. Yeah. Let's figure out how these powers work. I like how they, she doesn't. I mean, I saw someone online say that she's like the classic in-betweener. Okay. Is what they call it, yeah. I guess. It's that kid in school who's like, you're not a total like nerd loser but you're also not a total popular person you're just kind of there you're but, just in between yeah i'm with you and and, and and as such you know she's not like particularly athletic so bruno's like come on man you're gonna be a superhero you know we know, might need to train a little bit i just love that scene where she's like just let me go just let me go <laughs> and she falls like two feet <laughs> to the second rooftop i know Oh, my goodness gracious. But that's also the same scene. Like, we get to see Kamala come into her own because she walks into school the next day. And she's like, it's the same routine. Wonderful shot. Wonderful cinematography. Mm -hmm. But she's trying to be cool about it. And it it works. But it's also like, uh, you're still like the 16-year-old awkward girl. Yeah. It's great. It's really funny. That's when she runs into this much to uh, Bruno's You mean Brian? Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know, right? She runs into this new guy in school. This, this Cameron, this new, really good-looking guy with a British accent. And I like how the episode is called Crushed, because it's literally, it's a crush. And they put little hearts in the background. Yeah, it's, it's, It is a little overboard, but you got to like remember it. that. I, I like it, too, but yeah. it, like it's just my perspective was like, oh, we're watching the story of a 16-year-old yeah, girl. So it it's going to be like high school romance. Absolutely. My favorite part is when they all go to Zoe Zimmer's party. Yeah. And that one, the guy does that, that thing he, they always do. Here, drink this. No, it's just orange juice. And she takes this. It was like a screwdriver or whatever. She takes she takes a sip of it, and then and then she's like, ah. And Bruno's was like, why? Why would you, you do that? And she's like, Am I drunk now? Am I drunk right now? <laughs> After one sip, it's oh, high school though. It's, I love it's not it. out of the possibility. Oh my gosh, I I laugh so much. I'm laughing now. That was a great line. And then to have Cameron the crush like doing a, yeah. a flip yeah. off the roof. I'm like- a golden god. <laughs> <laughs> it is really on the nose, but they're doing it in such a fresh way that it is really fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I totally get it. I have to say, for across six episodes, they really pack in decent character development. Absolutely. Because this is where we get to see a lot more of her friend Nakia, played by Yasmin Fletcher. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, her two best friends are, are great and perfect. And, you know, sometimes in shows, you're like, well, why would these people be friends? I'm with you. But with this, it's like, you get it. You get why they're all friends. I love some... And you get into... Like Naki, you get into the fact that stuff, cultural stuff. That's one thing I. That's one thing I really like about this show. Let's do is, it. Is the all of the cultural stuff was so. I'm going to use the word seamless again. It was so seamless. It, everything was right. Made sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say right because I don't really know. I'm not in that culture. Same. But it made me curious about the culture in a positive way. That I went and like looked at. Like I'm like, what is Aid Mubarak? Is that what? Or yep. what? Yeah, I'm like, what is that? And I was, I'm like looking it up, and there's so much stuff in here that I would be, get curious about, and I'd like look at it and stuff. Same. And none of it took me out of it. It like drew me into it. It never shoved it in your face. It right. was just always presented as like, these are how these people live. Yes. Here's their routine. We're going to temple. Yeah. We're we're best friends. One of my best friends wears a hijab. Yeah. And the, the reason why she wears it is great too, because she's the actress and the character are half. That's it. They're half white and half Pakistani. Yep. So she's like wearing that to kind of like own her faith. And then later on, it's kind of interesting because she complains, and this is how she can relate to eventually what Kamala Khan's going through with getting superpowers and yep. stuff. Is that you know she's not accepted in either place. Yeah. So she puts on this hijab to try and like get, and then she starts running for the mosque council and stuff, and mm-hmm. and it's just I mean there's six episodes, and I think that like her arc is only in like one or two Maybe, max. Yeah. At three at the most. But it's great. You feel everything. It's really well done, really well acted, really great. Oh, same, because like, they could have never addressed it, 
it could have just been like the the character affectation because mm-hmm. like her best friend Nakia does wear a hijab but like does it in a stylish way mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah. is sort of different sort of new but mm-hmm. still traditional mm-hmm. but it just seems like oh that's her quirky character and that's how she dresses like yeah. just like any 90s movie yeah, you yeah, know yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. they wear this yeah. but they actually make it a part and don't really put it in your face, but give you the the chance to explore it and learn about yeah, it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, that was really great. And I mean, I <laughs> like, I like literally have this show like every time. Like even on the re, I went to my favorite re- restaurant <laughs> that has gyros. Yes, it's a it's the halal restaurant. It's and so I went, good. I went there last night because in doing all the research for this again, the the gyro king. Every time I say, I'm like, mm, Euro, and then I gotta have one. But it and also that that leads us to the best side character is the uh, food truck guy. Hey, the Euro King. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. Like I want to eat. I want to eat your heroes. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also with that, like we get heavy stuff too. I'll be the dumb white guy. Like this is where they start hitting at the the partition. Yeah. I knew like I I have some vague idea of the history with mm-hmm. India and the British, but mm-hmm. like. To get it from sort of the family perspective is super interesting, yeah. super engaging. Yeah. And the fact that, like, they have that whole family scene where they're sitting around, like, everybody has the partition mm-hmm. story. It's like, that makes sense. I'm dumb. I know nothing about mm-hmm. that, but I totally relate to it because yeah. it, it's such a family, like, mm-hmm. here's your story of your grandparents. Mm-hmm. But also it happened to be, like, trying to catch this train mm-hmm. and following a trail of stars mm-hmm. and it's magical and yeah. it's like, oh. So well done. I mean, it's great. And it's something that we've mentioned on the show before is that there's so many stories from around the world. And if you want to be representational, if you want to be inclusive, you know, instead of taking these traditional white stories and trying to like gender bend them or color bend them or whatever, go find the stories of those people because there's really great, interesting deep stories there and that's what this is done absolutely and more more of that because i've seen i know all the white stories (laughs) i I grew up with them i want to you read all the history books yeah i want to know more about what other people's stories and that that's the way to do it to me that's the way to do representation and inclusion is that all these other cultures have really interesting, great stories, the gin and all that kind of stuff. Come on. I was about on. to say the same thing. Right, yeah. So that's what that's where we get to. This is like, it, it might be episode three, but two and three, you get a, they feed it to us piecemeal. But this is our sort of bad guy conflict. I don't know how to phrase it. Mm-hmm. They did spoil it, and it's an Easter egg that I love. But uh, the jinn, the the uh, clandestine, mm-hmm. the people from the the realm of Nur, mm-hmm. which is all new phrases to mm-hmm. me, but I totally get it because I am a comic book nerd. Yep. But having jinn and magic people, that's ancient, yeah. and that's already established, and I buy into it 100%. Mm-hmm. The funny thing that they kind of give it away, because like, within episode two and three, the jinn do approach Kamala, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, you need to help us get home. Yeah, they're they're Kamran's mom. It's his mom yeah. and her whole entourage. Yeah. I have so many problems with that. But do you? Uh, uh, problems is maybe heavy, but um, I want to hear him though. Okay, so it's cool that we get Jin, and they seem like they need help, and they're lost, they're trapped mm-hmm. outside of their world. Yeah, which is totally Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like we're good guys, we're just lost. Help mm-hmm. us get back. Problem solved. But Kamala's brother, like episode one. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, do you want me to turn on this nightlight? Are you still scared of the jinn like you were when you were 12? It's one giveaway, and it's to let you know that, hey, don't trust the jinn. Because it's genies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never trust a genie. You you say, I want a thousand bucks, and then you have a thousand male deer in your house. (laughs) Yeah. It's the monkey's paw. Like, they are going to grant you your wish, but you have to be real specific about Mm -hmm. what you want. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, my only real nitpick about Kamran and his mother, like, okay, so his mother's a jinn. Yeah. But she had, like, a human child? I guess so. The, he gets... He, I'm jumping ahead. He gets powers and That's all that fine. stuff. But it's so weird that, like, there's a... They don't really do a divide between, like, jinn and human life. Yeah. And they maybe explain that in season two, which I look forward to seeing, but, like... Well, but... but For but, now, she's, like, 100 years old, and she has a 17-year-old kid. Well, yeah, but, I mean, well, he had, she had him 17 years ago. Okay. I mean, Kamala Khan only exists because her great-great... 
was it great? Yeah, her great grandmother was yes. a gin too. Yes. So, but or, they, or we should call them. They're not really gins. <laughs> That's what they're given. They're they're actually clandestines, Clandestine. which is actually a thing from Marvel. It is. It's an actual like thing. <laughs> it's an actual like creature. I guess I don't know what to call it. Established entity. Exterior and actual <laughs> ent- established entity. Yes. No, clandestines are a thing. I totally buy that, and she's not the only one. Mm-hmm. And like, I do love this whole because I'm used to, I'm used to Thor and uh, Asgard, which they make mm-hmm. reference to, which is hilarious because she's Am like I Asgard, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but now this is this whole new world that I have no idea about. But they they bring us into it with great characters and real quick explanations. But I guess because of that, they they don't explain it too much. So I still have questions, but I'm happy to like find yeah. out those answers later. Well, the one of the criticisms I saw of the clandestines as the enemy is that it almost seemed like there was like an episode missing. Okay. Because a lot of people thought it was like in one episode, they go from like, we need your help to, you know, get in there. Yes. To the next episode, they're like, we're going to force your help. Exactly. Like they went from being like nice to we're going to kill you all in like, and they turned too quickly. I did read. I don't know. I, I can't verify this too hard. So don't, you know, don't get too mad at me. <laughs> I did read that this season was shortened to six episodes because of still COVID and protocols okay. and all that stuff. And that so, makes sense because there did seem to be like there's something missing in there. But maybe that just means they're saving it for season two. So, yeah, possibly. Oh, but speaking of going back to the heritage and, the, and going back to home, she goes back to Karachi. Yes. I love this episode. Yeah? I mean, because... It's kind of interesting because a lot of people don't. A lot of people got... Um, okay, tell And me I don't about care it. what a lot of people think, but <laughs> I mean, it's inter- It's an interesting point to bring up. Go for it. That we can discuss, is that a lot of people think the whole appeal of Miss Marvel is that she's your friendly neighborhood cosmic girl. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to... <laughs> female Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, wait, no, female uh, nightlight. But while all the big guns are protecting New York City, she's got Jersey City, and she's taking care of Jersey City over there. I got it. And it's it's contained in its neighborhood, and that's what it is. And I'm taking her out of there and putting her in an international locale. Okay, goes against Miss Marvel and Ten. I don't know exactly what their problem is because I was fine with it too. I thought it was really neat. I get it. Like, okay, so I say this not having read the comic book, so I don't know how much they veered off from the source material. She went to. She did go to Karachi, I think, in the comic book. As a matter of okay. fact, I think you can. Did you know there's QR codes in every episode that you can scan that I will didn't. take you to the comic book? No, that the episode is like kind of inspired by. I didn't, mm-hmm. but I will do that on my second rewatch. Mm. But here's the thing. So like. I get it. Like, Jersey City, they mentioned Bon Jovi way too much. <laughs> I love it, though. It's great. Brown bon- Jovi at the <laughs> wedding? <laughs> wedding cover band? Oh, the whole wedding scene? It's great. But this is Spider-Man elevated, because Spider-Man mm. was like the Bronx or yeah. Hoboken. Like, yeah. I forget the actual whatever. Well, well, he was Wait. Queens, maybe? Queens, yeah. What did Captain America call him? Captain America called him the borough, because Captain America was from Bronx. <laughs> I don't know. I've, but, I get it mixed up. But they referenced his hometown. You know summer. who would know? Amon Valani would know. <laughs> she would. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> get on. Get on Insta. Let us know. <laughs> but this elevates it because, like, you're taking that story. We've already, like, I mean, to be fair, we've already seen that with Spider-Man. We know the hometown hero, and we get that Kamala is doing that, and that's wonderful. She's doing a great job. She's trying to figure it out. She's, you know, talking to her family and all that stuff. But this is bigger. This is about ancestry, and this is about history, mm-hmm. especially a, a history and a culture that I don't know about. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm happy to see the exploration of it and broadening of the scope. So yeah, I get why some people want it to be a local story, but Karachi, man, it's great. It's all the Marvel action scenes crashing through markets and everything i know it was great it was like gave me gave me gave me indiana jones vibes (laughs) you know with the markets and everything and yeah i mean that was great we get to meet the red daggers who what do they remind me of they reminded me of something can you think of what that there's something they the red daggers remind me of uh two things for me that immediately came to mind was teenage mutant ninja turtles and daredevil no, not that either. Okay, it was the Foot Clan. Just and the just the having like good guys uh, who are kind of uh, almost anti-heroes doing stuff. Okay, like in hidden ways. Gotcha. Um, using old weapons and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> They're almost like the classic uh, partisan element to it's, help the the local 
the you know the local rebels that help the hero out type thing. The classic good guys that do their work in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And make sure that neither side gets discovered, yeah. but they're still correcting things behind the scenes. And then they have all this crazy tech, though, <laughs> which I didn't mind that because they're the ones who reveal the whole what what's going down, who these clandestines are, and what they want with Kamala Khan's bracelet. Yeah, because Bruno hinted at it, but this is where we get the reveal that Noor, uh, the fantasy realm that the gender, clandestines are trying to get mm-hmm. back to, like... If it overlaps, it's like destruction. There's yeah, a big boom. We learned about it in um, Multiverse of Madness. It creates an incursion. We learned in oh, Multiverse of Madness right, that right. two dimensions, they'll either one of them will totally take over the other one, destroy it, or they'll destroy each other. That's it. And incursions are a problem. And because then the, the Illuminati got mad at, <laughs> for at Doctor Strange for creating incursions. And at the end, he has to go fix another incursion. But anyway, basically, what's going to happen is. I guess they were banished from wherever they were from, but they're still trying to get back there. Yes. But getting back there is going to cause an incursion, which is going to lead to, where where are they, 636? Is that the, I forget what world is in, this is in, um, is going to get um, destroyed if it happens. So there's the problem. And that makes sense. I mean, that there, there's precedent for that in Marvel because mm-hmm. like, that was kind of the whole like snap Thanos thing still. Like, yeah. Five years later, all these people are coming back into... It's another world coming back mm-hmm. into an existing world. Yeah. It's an interesting sort of philosophical concept. It's it's real interesting because I didn't... I saw Multiverse of Madness late. I saw it after I saw the last episode of Ms. Marvel. Oh, okay. And suddenly, after I walked out of the theater, I was like, oh, Ms. Marvel makes so much sense now. <laughs> it makes That whole part made so much more sense. I believe Because it. it's kind of explained in... Um, Doctor Strange. That's smart on Marvel's part. So, yeah. Like, I know uh, it, it is kind of, I don't know, lame isn't the right word. It is kind of silly that they're like putting all these pieces and all these different properties. Yeah. But as a fan, if you're watching all these properties, yeah. it's like a big puzzle that comes together. Yeah. I love it. And this is the man, I, I thought this, the when she like goes back in time, because the clandestines show up to get yes. the bangle mm-hmm. and they have to fight it out. Great and, fight scenes. Yeah. And then like the bangle gets stabbed and sends Kamala back into 1940. 1942. Yeah. I just, again, like I said, here you are, you're telling me a story that I've never heard before. Exactly. I'm enough of a history buff and enough of like a World War II history buff because that kind of leads into World War II and the British and all that stuff leads into India getting partitioned. It's part of the whole British Empire falling type but thing. Here's my question for you because this I, I will I will tell you right now I had no idea about this. If somebody had said, "Oh, the partition," would you have known what that event was? No, not okay. not as a just calling. The, I'd be like, "Between what?" Yeah, me neither. Okay. I'd be like, "Between what?" No, no, I don't. I didn't know it as like the partition at all. No, but it caused me to go learn, like you're saying earlier. Yeah, but yes, and that's why I said this is a, the story that I basically didn't know, other than the fact that I knew that India used to be one big giant country that the British busted up. Exactly. And then you see that Gandhi movie with um, what's his name in it, and that kind of has some <laughs> of that stuff in there too. Um, what was his name? You know what I'm saying? You won the Oscar. You're talking about Ben Kingsley. Yeah, Ben Kingsley. He and, did a wonderful job. Yeah. I love Ben Kingsley. That is super deserving of the award. But again, like I only know about that through like movie history. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. And here, and here we are hearing a story that we have never heard, don't know about. They've taken a historical event and wrapped this cool superhero story around it. Yes. It's great. I just love learning about all of that. There's a guy in the village who's kind of like a Gandhi prophet or whatever. I don't know because he's just kind of a Gandhi sympathizer, I guess. And he's like, he's talking to the people. And then here come the British to like, you're not supposed to be talking about this stuff to break it up. We also have her great grandmother getting chased by a British soldier. Exactly. And knifing him. And I mean, it's tense and it's crazy and it's great. Yeah, we get to see our great grandparents meet, and it's romantic and lovely, and it's all done so 
in such a little episode, but every you feel every minute of it. It's every, great. Every every beat of it, you feel it. And it, I was thinking because I looked ahead, I was like, okay, the series is six episodes. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna get a sort of just a, a, a continuous story. But to get a flashback and to get that ancestry like history building. I didn't think that was happening at all. I know, right? But we get context of the situation that's going on in the larger world. You get context that's happening with their her great grandparents, mm-hmm. Hassan and Ashi, mm-hmm. which is where she gets the bangle from. Yeah. But you get to see like there's still hints of like the mystical, like she's still magical. Yeah. But he's like a Gandhi, he's peaceful. Yeah. And what you seek is seeking you, mm-hmm. like all that comes together yeah. in just a, a sort of a countryside love story. It's uh, perfectly done. Yes, very well done. But what's your take on the fact that Kamala, because I couldn't, I, I, I'm happy with it. I like the way it unfolded, but I can't explain it. Kamala is responsible for saving her great grandparents. Yeah. Like the Trail of Stars, which yep. is the story of that her parents told around the dinner table mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. the the partition. Yep. She caused it. She caused it, yeah. Is that multiverse stuff? Is that just wibbly-wobbly time stuff? It's not multiverse stuff. It's it's time travel that works because it's the future of that event is the future we're in. So it doesn't... Okay. Because that story is told at the table. Yes. So that's what happened in their past. So in order for that to happen in their past, she had to have gone and done that. And it's a so, beautiful moment, yeah. So therefore... That we're in that same timeline. Gotcha. So the timeline was never broken. I gotcha. Ipso facto. It's <laughs> it's yes, it's time travel, but it's also not. I mean, it is time travel because it's time travel, but it's not time travel in that the back to the future where you're busting off timelines and stuff. Because the no. whole the whole thing about back to the future, right? Yes. Is that he he did create an alternate he's when he comes back, he's in an alternate timeline. Absolutely. Because his parent, his dad had a successful book and all. That's a different timeline. He changed the, in the, in the past, he changed the future. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't actually go back to the right future. If he went back to the right future, his parents would be the losers they were before. <laughs> you know, Crispin Glover is not a loser. <laughs> but in this, but this one, that's the story. So this is the timeline that goes with that. I'm totally they with kind you. of avoid the main pitfalls of this is like the cleanest way to do time travel, if that makes any sense. Absolutely, because they, they don't even take time to explain it. It's just like, this is how the events unfold, mm-hmm. and buy it or don't. And I bought yeah. it. Like, it's a, it's a beautiful scene, and it's cool that it is that circular. Yeah. My guess is, maybe this is sort of naive, but, like, I think there is a factor of Indian culture, Pakistani culture, that is, like, do good deeds, and it repeats through time. Like, that yeah, seems to maybe. be the theme yeah. they're hinting on, like... Especially when Kamala's talking to her dad, because something we kind of skipped over, but like for as much as Kamala is coming into her powers, she's having these questions of like, how do I do good? It's the it's yeah. the Spider Man thing. Like I can help people, but how do I help people? Uh-huh. And it's all just like believe in your family, and nobody is a good person. It's what they do that yeah. makes them a good person. And to have like historical repetitions and reflections on that mm-hmm. uh, that that's that's epic in scale it's great yeah it is and it, it's kind of this is something that actually kind of my kind of annoys my kids but i was fine with it it's like <laughs> they say that marvel does it all the time where they go like here's the villain no they're not they're the villain absolutely because by the end of the fifth episode the clandestines are done yes and they have their final confrontation they fight with the red daggers a whole bunch of them kill each other and then the rift is starting to open, and the one clandestine's like, I'm going to go through, and then turns into bones. Najma, Cameron's mom. That was such a quick scene, but that was like Indiana Jones level. Like yeah. She's like, oh, I can make it through this rift, and she walks up to it and then turns to crystal and then skeleton. Yeah. Well, like, that, was the, that was the first The first lady did that, and then Cameron's mom was like, oh, yes, I can make it through. Maybe I can't. I've, and then they can kind of can she kind of turns good again. See, the, I think people are right that there was something missing here, where like something triggered them. They're looking for help. Yes. They're being nice. Something triggered them. Now it, it seemed like it was supposed to be a make good or, because she was yeah. saying like, remember your remember your son. How can you do this? And then she basically closed the rift. Exactly, and it killed her to close the rift. Yeah, and like if we're labeling the clandestines as bad guys, air quotes. It's like a Thanos bad guy. Like, they're just trying to get home. Yeah. They are supernatural beings that are exiled. So them trying to get home and, like, resolve their situation mm-hmm. 
isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, right. Like, that's what you would do in their mm-hmm. position. It just happens to be that, like, oh, you're causing rifts mm-hmm. in Earth. Though and... she did shiv her great-grandmother. Ah, she did. <laughs> and that, that's in the history. And, you know, I mean, that is drastic measures to try and achieve your goal. So yeah. that is definitely bad guy stuff. But in the abstract overall thing, like... It's not really all that bad guy. It's just like, uh, we're magic beings trying to get back, but it doesn't work. She turns into a skeleton and gives her powers to her son. Yes. Who's human in 17 and now is forced into this. This goes back into my... Right. I love Cameron. He's great. I love his accent. I love the fact that when he and Kamala have a date and her family shows up, she's just like, uh, this pretend like, to be and, and then them, my cousin. Them playing on the fact that that they have such big a big family. That's it. They have so many cousins. And of course, that he's her a brother cousin. can't even keep them all straight. No, and some and half their family still lives over in Pakistan. And the silly little moments of them bonding over Bollywood, Bollywood movies. Stuff. Did you realize that some of the Bollywood stuff they were talking about? Kingo was Kingo's kid. Yeah, and just to go deeper on that, so Kamran says that he's a fan of Kingo, which is Kumail Nanjiani yeah. from the Eternals. Yeah, we love him. Uh, but he says his mom is a fan of Kingo Senior. <laughs> but that's still Kingo. <laughs> oh, no. But that, like, it's just a little beat. Oh, it's wonderful. It's kind of neat because we were talking about like, are they totally done with the Eternals? And here they are, like referencing them. They exist in this world. So, yeah. So Cameron gets powers. And does that make him a bad guy now that he has these clandestine? It seems like they're trying to frame it that way. Sort of. Well, he has powers in the comic book because the way in humans happen is like people are exposed to some kind of like, I, don't, I forget if it's Cree or scroll. I think it's some like Cree gas or something it's like, like a that. like a mist or something, yeah. Yeah, and both he and Kamala are exposed to it. That's how they get their powers in that. Okay. So they had to give this character powers to be true to the character. And it's on theme that it comes from his mom. Yeah. So I get it. Okay. But in the last episode, we get the real villains who are the Department of Damage Control. Actually, it's not the Department of Damage Control. It's that one rogue agent. Because yeah. they, they at least do a good job of saying that this lady is a rogue agent. Because the guy we know from the other movies, mm-hmm. Cleary, Cleary, is like, hey, you know, go to the mosque and the question, but be respectful. And then she's never is. Never. And then he's always like, you need to come at this in a smart, tactful manner. We're she never, with, she never does. We're dealing with kids here. She's like, I don't care. I'm yeah. killing those kids. <laughs> basically. Basically. Or what, what do they call them? Enhanced humans yeah. or something like that? So, I mean, that's the, the villain here is the rogue agent. But I see, I don't think that's a villain switcheroo because she was there through the whole thing and she was always being a jerk. True. They did set it up that way. I mean, she was never polite, especially no. in those mosque interactions. Yeah, I know. Which is great because, like, even then, that's learning about like traditions and protocol. Yeah, that take your, I now would... now we know. Take our shoes off exactly. when we go to mosque, and if someone makes cookies, eat the cookies. And the secret ingredient to those cookies is nutmeg. I mean, yeah. we're learning so much. <laughs> and they have behind the shoe rack. There's a secret door to hide. <laughs> did you? Did you? When they when they hid Bruno and Kamran, and then they they put the hats on them. Did you see what the hat said? One said halal, one, one said, said harem. Haram. Okay. So halal means it's like, that's like kosher. Kosher, yeah. There. And haram is like the opposite, not kosher. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like they, goofus and gallant. Yeah, and because <laughs> they put haram on Bruno <laughs> or Brian. <laughs> oh, definitely Brian. That was such a good bit that he kept calling the wrong name. And then it was like, oh, when they finally bond, he's like, I'm going to say your name right now. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful. But that's the thing is the, the Department of Damage Control is after Kamran now. Yes. He tries to take refuge because the only person who he knows anymore is Bruno. Mm-hmm. So he takes refuge with him and then gets the, the, the Circle Q yes. blown up. <laughs> I was like, how can I? How am I going to be able to read Kamala's texts now in the neon <laughs> signs? You blew it up. Inadvertently, like he, yeah. it, he's having the same thing. He doesn't get the same montage that Kamala yeah, gets, yeah. but both of them are in the same position of like, hey, guess what? You are a mystical being, and you get these powers now. There's like a, there's a scene at some point where Kamran asks Bruno, like, how did Kamala deal with this? Mm-hmm. And he, he goes, Bruno's like, she just stressed eat a euro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect, Bruno. Like. For as much as he is like the Peter Parker secondary character, and they do try with a couple scenes, they do try and make him like the love interest that gets rebuked because Kamran's yeah, yeah, so yeah. Su- suave and mm-hmm, smooth. Mm-hmm. But he's the best friend, like yeah, yeah. at the end of all of it. 
and he's always there. And like that scene where he's just like, oh yeah, Kamala would just stress eat a hero. Like absolutely, like I get it. So what did you think about everybody? They home alone the uh, the school. Great yeah. action set piece. My two cents nitpick is that Zoe's just there. But they, they explain it. She does her she does her videos in the theater because the lighting is better than her house. And that's what they said. Yeah. And that is an explanation. But like it's also where they bring in back the drawings from the first episode. So they're trying to bring back a little bit of like the funkiness. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. What I didn't get is why her brother was there. That didn't. He shows up, too. Yeah. Like, that, that's the one that made me go, huh? The Zoe thing made sense to me because they're like, why are you here? And I was like, OK, that kind of makes sense. But and then, then the brother shows she, up. And yeah. they're like, why are you here? And he goes, I went to school here too. That was his answer. I was like, what? You just had an awesome wedding that got interrupted <laughs> by a, the fire alarm pull. Like, yeah. we skipped over that scene. It's great. There's Bollywood dancing and all that. Oh, but, yeah, the dancing. But he's a newlywed, but he just happened to show up at his old high school. Like, uh, okay, Bruno, fine, but not really. <laughs> Bruno dancing. I, I like that too. I like the family acceptance of Bruno. Yes. And just he showed up at... All the, all, the, all the events, dressed up in the traditional clothes. And like she gives him all the takeaway stuff that, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, how and did like, you do that yeah, so it was fast? like 10 seconds. <laughs> What's funny is like it's not heavy handed either way. No, they, it's, they, but it's wonderful. It's, it's, uh, you it's, got the white boy that's going to eat. Like he's celebrating. He knows yeah. kind of what to do. He dresses kind of appropriately, mm-hmm. even though the brother calls him out and be like, you look a little bright. Like, yeah. I tried. But also like when he's studying and trying to learn about the gin to help Kamala out, mm-hmm. The dad comes into yeah, the yeah. store and he's like, I love fruit pies and also let me read this story in Urdu for you. Like, Did it, you know that fruit pie was like supposed to be an Easter egg or a nod to the old comics always having those advertisements for Hostess oh, um, in it? Yeah. Where it would seem like you're reading the comic still and then I, suddenly Spider-Man's selling you Hostess <laughs> fruit cakes I or fruit pies. Th- I didn't know that was intentional, but I do remember those old advertisements. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know, right? Those fruit pies are so good, though. But that high school sequence is great. They show you the whole plan. It's Spider-Man again. It's just like, we're going to have softballs, and you're going to do this, and here's plan A, plan B. It's home alone. It really is. Like We're setting up traps. Absolutely. I thought it was fun. The only I was like, why is the brother? But whatever. (laughs) Yeah, Comron starts going like bad Comron. His powers get out of control, and he almost kills Bruno. He almost kills uh, Nakia. Yeah. His hard light, I guess, is what the term is for it. This is where we get to see Kamala, like, her mother's made her outfit. Yeah. Which they've, like, they did a whole scene with the Hulk outfit at the beginning that sort of, you know, foreshadowed this, but more family stuff, more touching moments. She makes the whole costume. She's in it, and that's the comic. I, I recognize that as the actual, like, that's your superhero outfit. Yeah. That you get at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. For accordance with Marvel. But now she's in it and she's like doing in biggin and she's got yeah. big arms and big hands and she's like seven feet tall. Yeah. Wonderful. Great action set piece. And then the whole community comes behind her and, and Cleary finally gets through and is like, what are you doing? <laughs> Because he's worried about the optics of everything. Yeah, it's a it's a department yeah. it's a government department going after yeah. high school kids. Yeah. Absolutely. And it it was a good way to diffuse everything. She makes that cool like shield dome thing, mm-hmm. and then they punch a hole in the down in the sewers. I guess is where that was going. Yep. So he can get out of there because she arranged with the red dagger guy. What's his his name's Kareem. Kareem. That's right. See, I always have these slots in my head for names that already are in there, <laughs> and Kareem Abdul Jabbar has that slot. So what, I can't. You can't put another one in there. <laughs> I get it. So I'm like, that's not right. But it was Kareem. Yeah, you're right. Here's my hot two, my hot two dollar bet though. Kareem's going to be the actual love interest. I know Cameron is the crush, but I think Kareem's coming back in season two. And well, Bruno put the thing in. I think that I think Uh-oh. you know what I think is going to happen. Well, Go for it. Bruno put the letter in there at the end. Yes. Um. Basically, Miss Marvel saves the day, and then her she has a nice moment with her dad where he tells her that her name basically means Marvel. That was and we, incredibly you're, you're our own little Miss Marvel, and that's how she gets her name instead of Nightlight, which is a terrible name. Uh, which they were arguing the whole yeah. six episodes. Wonderful. But Comron shows up at Kareem's. That's right. Right. And we know they're going to be building the anti-hero team. Uh, which anti-hero team? Sorry. Well, we think we know they're going to build the anti-hero team with Moon Knight, Blade. Oh, Midnight Suns. Okay. Yeah, Midnight Suns. That's right. Right. Well, who better than like the kind of anti, is he good or bad 
with the Captain Marvel powers guy. Absolutely. And a Red Dagger guy who's also kind of a, on the line. Interesting. To I add didn't even, into that. That makes perfect sense. I yeah. didn't make that connection, but absolutely. That's what I think, at least. I think that might be more members of the, I think the you're team. Totally, I think you're totally right. But yeah, we get a nice little epilogue, three days later type thing. <laughs> Where not like he he left that awesome car is there. <laughs> and Bruno's and like, it's black. my car now. It was so <laughs> That's totally a Brian move. I'm yeah. sorry. I love I love how when they were in it and she's like, oh, I love the color of your car. And he's like, it's black. <laughs> and now he has it. <laughs> No, he definitely still has it. And then even though he does have it, uh, Nakia... Yeah, she's like, she's, she's like, you're going to California, buddy. <laughs> it's my car now. I love it. Hilarious. And I still don't think even at the end of six episodes, I don't think Kamala has her license. No, last, <laughs> she like backed that, into that car. That's it. Last we left off, she backed it into the instructor's car, which, which is a great beat. Oh, my goodness. It is also in this scene where Bruno... Being the the Peter Parker Caltech genius, mm-hmm. which is so great that it's so secondary, but he's like he's a genius. Mm-hmm. He's making photon gloves yeah. and he's making all this cosplay stuff mm-hmm. and figuring out gin. But mm-hmm. he does know that. Uh, hey, you might be a mutant. I think you yeah. have a mutation. Did you hear the stinger that he played under when he said that? It was the X Men theme song, yes. which is where mutants come from. Uh-huh. It's the best mutant story. I think, like, not only did they play that theme song and make this scene like a beat, this is the official canon non-Banhammer introduction to, like, mutants are part of superheroes for the first time. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've done it in anything else. Because, mm-hmm. like, the X-Men movies are Sony, like you or Fox or something, yeah, like yeah, you were yeah. saying. Uh-huh. So this means we're getting mutants. Yep. Oh. I do know for a fact there's a couple one-shots where, uh, in the comics, Miss Marvel teams up with Wolverine. Yeah. If that's even a possibility for like yeah. season two or just like a they're going to have to recast Wolverine though because I'm pretty sure that Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman said he's done. Yeah, that's fine. But if I get more Wolverine, yeah, we're going to have a whole bunch more podcasts because I love me some Wolverine. Oh yeah, me too, me too for sure. And then uh, yeah, that pretty much wrapped it up except for the mid credit scene. Boop boop, little end beat. Little end beat where she's. So what's going on with my bracelet? And she gets like spaghettified into her closet. And then who comes out of her closet? It's Captain Marvel. The Captain Marvel. Brie Larson is Carol Danvers. <laughs> she and look at she's looking around and she's like, oh no 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 no. Which <laughs> that's means it. That's it. What? But that means so. Let's break it down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. That means she knows what's going on mm-hmm. because she's been. At least she knows she's not in a situation she should be. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, she has the most updated Captain Marvel haircut. Yep. But it seems like they switch places. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, are they? Because I know we said this on Nerd Alerts. There's going to be the Marvels. That's happening, mm-hmm. which is Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel teaming up. We mm-hmm. know that's a thing, but I have no idea how they interact. There are already in Marvel canon and the the Marvels canon. <laughs> there are bracers. Okay. And there is a series where there's bracers that when you smack them together, Captain Marvel or or I think it's Captain Marvel. I'm rusty on it, <laughs> but I know. Basically, it's kind of a way for them to do an alias where, oh, okay. where there's like a normal guy. He smacks the bracers together. He turns into a superhero. The normal guy goes into an alternate dimension. And when ah. and when the superhero goes away, the superhero is in the alternate dimension, yes. and they can switch places with the bracelets. Interesting. Now we know that there's two of those bracelets. Yes. So internet theory, and I kind of agree with it, is that Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, found the other bracelet, touched it, mm. and they switch places. That make it, that and I that's would, that's why she's going no 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 because I'd have to relook at it. But someone says she kind of looks at her hands. Like, where was the thing I was just touching? Oh, okay. And the, no, and the no, no, no isn't like, no, I'm in a fangirl's room. The nope. no, no, no is like, uh, what's going on? Why don't I have the thing in my hand? I was doing something else, and I'm, now I'm not doing yes. that. Yes. And that'll lead to the new movie that's coming out. Props to Marvel again. Like, they sort of taught the audience this with Moon Knight. Like, mm-hmm. Moon Knight was all about switching aliases and switching people yeah. and getting into the mystical. And much like Moon Knight was like sort of Egyptian deep dive, now we're getting the Pakistani mm-hmm. like deep dive. Like they're just doing doing it so well. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea that it was a like a switch in places thing. And now I'm super curious for the Marvels. Yeah, very much so. 
Especially since those bracers were like Cree technology, I believe. Yep. And isn't like didn't she get her? Wasn't she with the Cree? And that I think she was. She's Captain part Marvel. of it. There's yeah. Nick Fury is involved in that somehow uh-huh. too. And then that secret invasion is supposed to be Cree Scroll Wars, and isn't exactly. Nick Fury up with the scroll? Yep. Yeah. That was a beat in mm-hmm. Ant-Man? No. And there's also internet rumors that Agent Cleary is actually a scroll. I believe it. And that's why he was very interested in what was going on, because he recognizes that those powers as Kree but also technology. Why, but also, I'm supporting this 100%, but that also explains why he's so concerned about optics, like mm-hmm. low profile. Like, mm-hmm. if they look too closely, they're going to figure out I'm an alien. Maybe, like, maybe, oh, like, yeah. like, slow down a little bit. Interesting, right? Oh, super. Like, yeah. It ties into everything else. So, uh, is this is this the time where we the, the pizza comes? I think so. Pizza is here. The pizza is here. We're going to give our pizza rating. So, Mikey, out of your uh, eight slices of pizza, how many are you going to give Ms. Marvel, the uh, television show? Okay. I'll start with complaints first because there aren't that many and they're mm-hmm. kind of minor. Uh, six episodes is really short. Yeah. It, Seems like there was there was supposed to be more. It, it does seem like there was pandemic stuff, yeah. scheduling stuff, but hopefully that means we're getting a season two and a three. So I look forward to that. But for having six episodes, I'm used to the old school... 22 episodes in a season mm-hmm. give me all of it even mm-hmm. if it's like weekly serial because mm-hmm. i want to see the the 1942 british stuff i yeah. want to see the the clandestines like i want to see their home world mm-hmm. like give me all that stuff but like you're saying kamala khan is wonderful bruno is great all these all these kids yeah it's it's a high school show but it's still relatable in all senses the family is wonderful uh, we didn't even talk about the music, but the music oh, in this is Oh, yeah, the music notch. is so good. Kind of like Moon Knight. Like, they did the whole, like, Moon Knight did, like, Egyptian artists, and they did the same thing for yeah. Miss Marvel. We got Hot Sugar in there. We got M.I.A. Like, ooh, oh, yeah. the soundtrack is great. So the music gets a slice all on its own. So <laughs> I think, uh, uh, so I'll say six episodes, six slices, but I'll put some halal meat on there. I'll put some <laughs> spicy, you know, curry sauce on there and uh, I'll, I'll be way too hot in my jeans as a, <laughs> as a delinquent but no i i enjoyed it six slices because i want i'm saving those two slices for when it comes back internet i saw your complaints and i didn't even think about them at the time i watched this and i watched it i've seen all the episodes twice not in a row i watched it and then i also watched it with my kids when they watched it so i was kind of was in and out of it all over the place but i got you I straight love this show. Yes. I thought it was great. It made me so curious about deeper stuff in Marvel. It made me so curious about deeper stuff in our actual world and the the Pakistani culture and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I thought it was great. Whatever anyone's complaining about, I'm just ignorant to it. I don't <laughs> see it. So sorry. I thought it was wonderful. The acting was great top to bottom. It didn't have a bad B for me. This is getting full eight slices for me. Love it. It's an eight slice ice cream pizza. <laughs> oh, ice cream pizza. Yeah. yeah. We totally mentioned it. <laughs> it's yeah. an eight slice ice cream pizza. But it can only be an ice cream pizza that was made in the Euro King's truck. Oh, absolutely. Because you know he was the one who went, Ice cream pizza? Like it hit him like I couldn't. Now I think that this weird kid was saying that he takes pizza and puts ice cream on it, which sounds disgusting. But I think the Euro King heard ice cream pizza and thought of some kind of like dessert because he's already making euros i think he thought of some kind of dessert that's an ice cream pizza you know like an ice cream cake or whatever i don't know shape like a pizza yeah i'm not sure exactly what it is but i know the euro king's gonna come up with it and i know (laughs) i want an entire ice cream pizza from the euro king whatever it is i'm totally with you but I also have the same questions that Kamala had was like, do you put that in a bowl? Like, is it, <laughs> like how do you eat that? No, I'm totally with it. it. It could be like a Choco Taco, R.I.P. Yeah, something. I don't know. I know the Euro King can figure it out. Absolutely. So, I mean, he gets an A grade from the, uh, it's on his, he's got, he got the grade. It's an A. And also because Nakia is now a board member, like oh, yeah. they had the whole campaign. He's going to be, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's the caterer for all the events now. <laughs> yes. That was yes. the whole plan. Oh my goodness. That was, oh. Great Eight stuff. slices. I love it, though. Great stuff. 
So we want to know what you guys think of Ms. Marvel. Are you excited? Do you hope that they have a second season? They haven't announced anything about it yet. Nothing. Are you ready for the Marvels? Because I sure am. I want to see where all this goes. I mean, <laughs> I want it to like literally start from that point. I want Carol Danvers to be like, why am I in Jersey City right now? And Kamala being the 16-year-old yeah. girl that always asks the random questions. Yeah. She's got great spunk and charisma. She's going to be like... Uh, you're my favorite person ever. Can I ask you like eight questions right now? Where do you get your powers? How do you do your hair? Like, how do you fly? Unfortunately, because she is Captain Marvel, she will just go like, "Why well, I'm in Jersey City," and then, yeah, like, <laughs> let's go punch you some, some ships. Yeah, gone. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, let us know what you think of Miss Marvel. You can hit us up on our social medias at Assuming Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Ah, mostly Instagram because it has pictures. You can also send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Every week I say, Mikey, how would you like the Gmail formatted? Oh, what's a Miss Marvel way to format that Gmail? Draw it on a chalkboard. Draw it on a chalkboard. Illustrate it. That was the whole, it reminded me of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Give me a little, a, a, a doodle plan of <laughs> your opinions. Absolutely. <laughs> We want to thank you guys so much for listening. Continue to like it and share it and let everybody know. Grab your friend's phone and subscribe to it and make them follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. All of it. Thank you guys so much for your support and listening. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott Productions for our equipment. Jazz are for our music. And we hope you guys have a cosmic week. Ooh, cosmic. Cosmic. <laughs>